led me to my my mask. Um, mm. And so it's the front and the back. And yeah. these are some of the different phrases. But the reason I did it is because um, I've kind of worn, you know, the front of the mask so much that it's become attached. Like I can't, mm. even when I'm with myself, like the ability to take it off has basically been diminished. Um, and it's been very, very difficult because, you know, unshaken, I'm, I'm strong, I'm happy, I'm calm, like let the world know. Um, it doesn't help that my, one of my titles is captain encouragement. So, you know, (laughs) wait, you're depressed, you're going through depression. I was like, wait, aren't you captain encouragement? Um, so it's become so much that I didn't allow it to even go anywhere. So, um, I feel this phase in my life. I'm trying to, I'm trying to honestly remove the mask to be like, what is under there? Um, I've had to be strong for so freaking long and it, um, people don't know what's going on underneath. And that's why, you know, underneath it, I have, uh, afraid I have vulnerable, um, I've tired. (laughs) Um, yeah. And so that's, that's my, uh, my mask because it's it's like so much of who I am has started to get really it's become like convoluted or I'm trying to sort it out now welcome to the taking out the mask podcast my name is Ashanti Branch and I'm really glad you joined us today's guest is Nicholas Domingo Nicholas is man look Uh, I'm really excited about this episode for a couple of reasons. Um, First of all, uh, Nicholas is the founder of Happy Hive Studios and production. Um, He is (laughs) Captain Encouragement. Not only is he uh, that persona, but he has an organization that is uh, helping encourage people to live their best selves. And in this episode, you're going to hear him tell you the origin stories of Captain Encouragement. Like imagine, I mean, you're going to hear it in the episode, but just imagine somebody's like thinking of a character and they were going around asking somebody to make them a cape. Like you're going to hear that journey of creating something from an idea. We, 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 we talked about an idea as almost being nothing. Like, can you touch an idea? I mean, you can write it on a piece of paper. You can, you can draw it maybe, but until you take it from the idea sphere that's a word, right? The idea sphere and get it into something that somebody can see and join and help and become a part. Then the idea is just floating around. And, and like, and how many ideas have come to you that you've like put away that you've ignored that you may have had people in your life who didn't help to um, stoke the fire of those ideas. Maybe they actually tried to talk you out of them. How many ideas right now are you thinking about that you never went after? Maybe there's a, a dream in your life that you've been wanting to do. You know, I just recently uh, reread The Alchemist, and I think this is probably number 15. I've read it um, at least every year, and sometimes in a year I may read it twice. But um, And why have I read this book so many times? Well, you know, every time I read this book, The Alchemist, it's almost like it's a different book. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't remember that part. And this time, this time the part that actually grabbed me the most was when he was in the desert walking to the pyramids 
And ironically, like there's some pyramids showing up in my life in lots of ways. Like what are these journeys of trying new things and doing something different and figuring out the alchemy of conversation and connection and of ideas? Not literally taking lead and turning it into gold and this type of alchemy. But what about the alchemy of sharing an idea with somebody that they get it, they buy in, and then they join you for the journey? Where one plus one is more than two. Where one plus one is four, five, ten. Like it becomes synergy where you begin to build on top of the idea that has now taken root. And so this conversation uh, is ex- exciting in that, in, that, in that regard. And that Happy Hive was the organization, the company that actually helped bring Everfor Club, the adventure game, to life. Like I was speaking with Nicholas on a panel. That was done by the Boys to Men organization. Um, and he talked about what he was doing and what he was hoping to do is help organizations take their ideas and put them into, into real life things. And I was like, you know, I've been thinking about that. And then through a connection, through a friend named Parth, connected me to Nicholas again after the conference was over. And I was like, hey, I got this idea, but I don't really know how to put it into action. He said, well, tell me about it. And then we really like really moved from a conversation to a couple of months later, a prototype showed up in my office. And then after that, the final box design came and man, oh man, oh man, it's been amazing. And so I encourage you to take a listen to this episode. Anybody in your life who you know is on the wrong road, you know, Nicholas talks about being in a place in his life where he was on the wrong road, where he was not focused and not driven into like trying to be his best self. But then he finally was like something happened, a spark happened. And Captain Encouragement was born and his amazing skills and talent and his artistry has shown up. And I'm excited for you to see the mask he created. If you haven't yet uh, seen it, if you're listening to this and you can't see the video, I encourage you to go to our Instagram or go to my Instagram page at Branch Speaks and find his mask. It will be there. Like it is an incredible mask. He's an artist. So you should imagine an artist is going to create some art. And he definitely did that. And he talks about the idea of the mask being sometimes so tightly attached to our face that it doesn't want to come off. Even when we make the decision that I want to take it off and how quickly it comes back, how quickly we re-find ourselves doing the same behaviors over and over again when we said, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not feeling things. I'm going to talk about it. But you know what? Boom, those old patterns come back again. And so I highly encourage you to share this with any young person in your life who is trying to figure it out. Maybe there's an older person in your life who's trying to figure it out. Anybody who you think could benefit from a dream that has been called into their heart, into their life, and maybe they're having a hard time listening or answering it, maybe today's episode you can share with them. If you haven't yet liked or subscribed or give a comment for our podcast, we ask you to do that. We're, We're approaching episode 100. Uh, you know, our team is trying to figure out what we're going to do for episode 100. And we got some things in the works. But more than anything, there is more people who we're talking to. We're having conversations with more men around the world, around the country about these masks. And I'm excited for them. And I'm excited for you and for anyone else who is trying to figure out, can men talk about these things? Yes, we can. I think we want to. I think we need to. And if you're paying attention to what's happening in our world, our world needs us to, too. Take care. 
Thank you for being a part of this episode. And if you have not yet made a mask, you can do that at millionmask.org anonymously. You know, Nicholas and I share our mask publicly, but you can do it anonymously. And maybe there's someone in your life who you want to invite to make a mask also. Thank you for being a part of this movement with us. We'll see you soon, folks. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Taking Out the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Nicholas Domingo. Man, I am super excited to be here with you. Welcome, Nicholas. Man, thank you for having me. I'm so stoked. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever called you by your whole... I don't think I've ever called you Nicholas. I think I've always... Have I ever called you Nicholas? Uh, I'm sure it's come up. It, it did sound kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, wait. I like catch myself like, wait a minute, is that real? Is that real? Is it real name? That, that is a real name, right? Yeah, good to see you, man. It's, it's Nicolandro, actually. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wait, what? How did that happen? I, I literally, as I was saying, I'm like, wait a minute, I've not said this name before, and I realized I'm usually calling you Nick, right? And I don't mm-hmm. call you your full name. So thank you. I want to thank you for being on the show. How, how do you want us to address you here today? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's you, man. So Nick, Nick works. Uh, oh no, it's, it's your show. It's your, we're, we're, you and I are in this space, you know, like, so however, however it feels the best for you, that's how we, that's how we address you. Well, um, how do you introduce I, yourself? That's okay. Well, all right. So I do introduce, <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was going to start this way. Uh, <laughs> so I do introduce myself as Nicholas, but you know, keeping it non-formal because it's just, you know, conversation between us, man. I think, I think Nick, I will let you, I'll let you decide. Ah, it's going to be it Nicholas. It's going to be Nicholas. Right. That's how it's going to be. I, I just, I just realized maybe we just, we jump into conversation so often. I don't know that mm-hmm. I ever say your name often, right? I say it mm-hmm. in my mind, but it's written out like, so anyway, I was just like, oh, wait a minute. This is to introduce you. I'm so glad you're a part of the show today. Man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited we finally got to make it happen. And man, I I've, I keep saying it and I will keep saying it. It's wonderful to see your beautiful face, man. It's- YouTube, bro. Oh, YouTube. Bro. I'm excited for this journey. I'm excited to um, for what we're about to do and see. And guess what? You as a guest get to introduce yourself to the audience. Tell them what you want them to know about you. Tell them all the pieces that feel right to share. And then and then we'll jump into the mask. And um, uh, I'm, I'm so glad to be uh, for us to take this dive together. Heck yes. All right. Well, awesome. Well, then set the stage. Smoke in the background. Um, <laughs> lights draw from the bottom. Introducing. Um, I'm it Nicholas is. to me. <laughs> it's a show. See, he's already, he's already on. He's already on. Uh, so I'm Nicholas Domingo, uh, executive director of Captain Encouragement Superhero Youth Program, teaching kids about anti-bullying, teamwork, and leadership. Uh, founder of Happy Hive Studios and Production, a multimedia production company that helps people take their ideas and make them real, uh, from physical to digital uh, and everything in between. Uh, also, we're rolling out a new high school youth program this year, Circumstance Versus Potential. And um, I'm also currently working on a book that is almost finished called Henry the Hedgehog is in a Hurry. Um, I've dedicated my life to making a, an impact and trying to serve the world however I can. Yeah. 
Yeah. And just so folks know, you know, when I've talked on this show about the Ever Four Club, the adventure, um, Hi, um, Hive Studios and Nicholas has been the one who helped us to create to create it. And so uh, we're we're thankful for the work that you're doing to take ideas and bring them into life, because that's uh, exactly what this did. Exactly what this was. This was this started as an idea for, I mean, several years and now to like have it in my hands and and needing to order more even like it's like oh, that's a that's a powerful experience for anyone who's uh trying to take an idea and bring it to from from the mind um i think some people you know, would say idea ideas are nothing right but it all starts with an idea and what, what is an idea uh it's a thought what is a thought well it's a a movement of mind words and i don't know how do you how you define what an idea is right but until mm-hmm. you get the idea out of your mouth to, into someone's uh ears who can then help you bring it to life it's um to, to have it happen is magical if you've never created anything out there um i encourage you to start um, but maybe if you're if you if you draw something that's an idea coming to life right if you're a painter if you're a sculptor or whatever but you know, it's one thing to have an idea of creating a, something in the world and, and then seeing it come into action. So thank you for all that. And I appreciate you. Yeah, Absolutely. man. Beautiful well, you know, foot. today <laughs> we get to we get to make masks and you as a guest get to decide who goes first. So either you go first or I go first. I'm going to vote you because whenever you were drawing it and and I really want I want to check in with you because I, I haven't really got to checking with you for a while, but I felt like your energy as you were kind of like putting stuff on, on the page. So I'd, I'd love to know where, where you are and what you're feeling. Okay. Well then uh, the way we'll do it is um, I'll go front and then you'll share your front. Oh, actually mm-hmm. you can't share your front only because I actually had a sneak peek of yours and you're going to, yours are kind of together. Uh, it's, it's Okay. Let me, let me jump into that. So I'm going to share my front and then I'll share the back. Um, and then I'll let you share yours, and then we'll go from there. Let's go. Yeah? And then we'll maybe talk about it. So uh, maybe just take a, let's take a deep breath and just uh, get ready. Because All right. Here we go, folks. So here's the front. Here's my, uh, my sun salutation here. And um, on the front, I wrote caring, funny, and dedicated, caring, funny, and dedicated. And um, I've been I've been trying to like find different words and not use the same ones. We're getting, uh, I think I often get the same words coming out, but I've I've really did a lot of intentionality around thinking of it. And caring went first today because I've been in a a season of like um, a lot of deep thoughts and and emotions of like when you get emotions that come out heavy like. Mm. like fear like anger like those like 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 sometimes i can jump into like leading with so much edge that the caring part doesn't come out i think deeply Mm. i'm i get angry and i get sad and i get afraid because i care about this work a lot and when you care a lot sometimes it's like the the those emotions come out and some people can't handle them. So when you come out with you're having, if you're angry about the state of our world, or you're angry about mm. um, 
the state of our young people. And if you're afraid of like, what's going to happen if we don't give young people space to talk about stuff like those, those emotions can come out and people can misunderstand them. But deep down, what you're really trying to say is I care so much. Yeah. But, it, but if you didn't care, you, those other emotions wouldn't come up. Like you wouldn't be angry or sad or worried. Like it would just be like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Let them do it. Yeah, let them do them. You're, you're attached to it. So it's like, it pulls you with it. And so you're just responding. That's right. That's right. So that's the one I'll share on the front. I mean, there's, I can go deeper, but that's, that's the front where it feels really relevant today and the back, man, I think this is a new word that I have not used on the back I put mm. overload worried. And I put my brother and, um, and I think they're, they're, very connected but i would say the overload right now is just you know organizationally lots of going on lots of lots of growth and opportunity for us as an organization and lots of pressure to keep it together right i think <laughs> like uh like a and i think the pressure is also to like like to to um to keep the image that it's all together and I think I've, I'm trying. I have to push myself to like tell the real story of the ugly, the not fun, the difficult, the the hard parts because it's hard. And I try and mm-hmm. be a person who shares both. And sometimes it's hard to share either. It's hard to share good news. It's hard to share bad news. And sometimes I'm just going. I go on silence. And I I realize I haven't. You know, I've not posted it in like a week. And I'm like, I don't want to share the bad news. I don't want to share the good news. I I just <laughs> I, I, you know get so overloaded yeah. in the thought, but. Uh, right now, my brother is going through it. My brother uh, has uh, it's Mental Health you know, Awareness Month, and my brother um, he has uh, schizophrenia, and he's in a he's in a he's he's I saw him last night, and it's just not good, it's just not Dang. good. And so it's it bothers me, and uh, and I've been like trying to like keep focused on work, and you know, and keep focused on the stuff that's important to me, but also. I have this person who I really love and who's um, and to watch him, to watch him when you when you watch somebody in, in, in substances and who is I mean, now that he's have a mental health issue. He has a proclivity. He has an addiction. Or I, I can't tell him that he has an addiction. But let's just say uh, he finds himself in substances often. And uh, I would say it's probably an addiction. And I would say um, it hurts to see it. It hurts to see it. It hurts yeah. to watch it, you know. So when I see people walking down the street who are in their own world, my heart goes out to them because I see my brother, and I and my brother has a family who loves him, yeah. and he has a and he has a he has people who care about him, and he it's not enough for him. So he's but the addiction is so powerful, and I know about addiction too. So I think, yeah, though uh, yeah. those are the ones that stand out to me in this present moment of. Of, of what I share on the front and back. So, yeah, man, thank you. Thanks for, thanks for asking me to go first. That was, that was something, man. I feel, I feel you so much on everything that you touched on. So thank you for, that's, I know the, the closer you get to your immediate family and the, the heavier, like you even were talking about before, like how much you care about yeah. the world in this general sense. But then whenever you yeah. start getting in your household, yeah, like it's like, uh, and you want to be, because I can relate to a lot of that because a very, very similar situation and you're wanting to be mad at the person, but it's like, but you're mad at the addiction because yeah. the addiction's a disease and it, yeah, yeah man. Um, thank you for sharing that. And um, 
I'll send you all all the love and spirit bomb point. All right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate <laughs> send it. Send you feeling. all the love. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Um, well, I was like, I'm gonna share my mm. mask. Um, because it's it's really to follow in the vein of what you were saying about kind of you want to keep things like everything's going good. Everyone like here is how good things are, and I think. Um, that kind of led me to my my mask, um, mm. and so it's the front and the back, and yeah. these are some of the different phrases. But the reason I did it is because um, I've kind of worn, you know, the front of the mask so much that it's become attached. Like I can't, mm. even when I'm with myself, like the ability to take it off has basically been wow. diminished. Um, and it's been very, very difficult because, you know, unshaken, I'm, I'm strong, I'm happy, I'm calm, like let the world know. Um, it doesn't help that my, one of my titles is captain encouragement. So, you know, (laughs) wait, you're depressed, you're going through depression. I was like, wait, aren't you captain encouragement? Um, so it's become so much that I didn't allow it to even go anywhere. So, um, I feel this phase in my life. I'm trying to, I'm trying to honestly remove the mask to be like, what is under there? Um, I've had to be strong for so freaking long and that people don't know what's going on underneath. And that's why, you know, underneath it, I have uh, afraid. I have vulnerable. um, I have tired. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so that's, that's my, uh, my mask because it's it's like so much of who i am has started to get really it's become like convoluted or i'm trying to sort it out now I'm like well what is what is me what is what i show the world um and then how do you be super real when you haven't been real for about the pain you're going through for so many years because then you're like driving a freight train and people are like wait what have you been going through um and so, yeah, it's been, it's been difficult. So, but it's, it's, it's like the most beautifully painful thing I've ever been through because I know on the other side of all this is like where I want to be, the space I want to be mentally and be okay. And that's, this is like the first time I've even said it. <laughs> so mm. I'm very grateful. I mean, thank you so much, man. Mm. I, th- I love the way you said that as you showed the mask. Like, I think I heard you say something like, um, because it's been so tightly attached, like it's a part of me. And I really like mm-hmm. the way you drew the, 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 the sinews connected to the mask. Like, it, I'm trying to take it off, but it's so like part of me. And I think, um, I, I think we see that so often with people all over, right? Like, where do we get to go to be our full, true selves and know that people are still going to be there? Because I think that if we knew that people would still be there, we would just be ourselves. But if we are worried about to let them know this, to let them see this, that they would then disappear, leave, like yeah. think less of me, like whatever, whatever the worry that comes behind it, whatever yeah. I'm worried about. Then I end up wondering, maybe I can't be myself anywhere, you know? I, yeah. 
there was a man, um, I don't want to say, I'm not sure, I'm trying to remember who it was, but I remember, I never forget the question. The question was, where, Shanti, in your life can you, no, no, who in your life fully knows you? And I was like, no, nobody. Like, hey, well, what about your family? Well, they know what I'm able to let them know. I'm willing to let them know. What about your men's team? You've been on this men's team. You do this work, healing work. You've been with them for 12 years. What about them? I said, well, yeah, they, they know a whole lot. Probably a lot more, but yeah, still no. And he says, well, where are you fully known? And I'm like, nowhere. And the question he asked next was the question that really hit the hardest. And it says, "Is it? do you think it's possible to be fully loved if you're not fully known? Like what? That that was a <laughs> man. oh man! In the in the and then that's where it hit me in the right in the emotional solar plexus, right? Like what? Okay, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not trying to be fake. I'm not trying to be deceived. I'm not trying to. But what? How much stuff am I just worried that somebody can't handle? And so it's better for me just not to talk to them about. It. I think it's the same thing with our young people when we talk about how they feel. How do you feel? I'm good. I'm cool. I'm fine. And we know that what they mean and what they say are probably has some deep disconnections from it. Like, oh, I'm fine. What does fine mean? Well, there's so much going on with fine. There's so much that fine means. And I think, you know, our new shirt, the new shirt we have, and I, I wish I had it with me, but the, I've been really sharing this image everywhere. These middle school students wrote, we talked to them about this idea that when you say oh, you're fine, like what's going on for real? And they were like, well, because I don't want people to worry. I don't want people to bother them with my stuff. They're not really asking. They don't really care. Like, I don't want to worry them about me. I don't want them to, I don't want to make them be a downer in the group. Like, all these reasons of why they say I'm good, cool, fine, or okay when they're not. And and they made this image. And I'm, I'm hoping, I don't know if it's going to be able to pick up on the screen. Um, so it says I'm oh, fine. Oh, man. See, I'm fine. But yeah. as you get a little closer, as you get in closer, you will see all the things yep. that fine actually mean you know wow that's incredible oh my gosh so we just made a shirt we just made a shirt with this image these are middle schoolers like middle yeah. schoolers get it so and i think these middle schoolers are going to help the rest of people and these adults get it because listen um just because i say i'm fine um it may mean more yeah. and i and i think that's what I'm hoping that we get to do with this movement. That's just the work you're doing, the work you the, the the book. I'm so excited for kids to read about uh, yeah. the hedgehog, right? Yeah. <laughs> like like the idea of like talking about emotions in a healthy way that you're supposed to talk about them. You're supposed to find and guess what? Unfortunately, some adults are have a hard time being able to talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. And so therefore the the kids have a hard time talking about them. And I think that those are the places where we have to like continue doing the work, you know? Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, I've, over the years, I've just started to realize like we, for me, uh, for me, and, and I'm assuming for a lot of people is you set out to do the work in the world that you most want to do in yourself. And these are like things I want to, I want to be there for the kid version of me mm. who was, who was being bullied, who was being, being called overweight, who all these other things I want to, like I remember in the most stressful time in my like life, I wrote Henry the Hedgehog is in a hurry because mm. I was in such a hurry and I was like, 
I at least have to turn it into something and then mm. I'll, maybe I'll get the message. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just kind of, I think we're, we're still trying to solve our problems in all these different ways, because I think every, every person has like a keyhole that is to their like true being, um, or various ones that are their heart, their, their mind, their, their soul, their well being, and different things. It's going to take different programs. It's going to take different moments in movies or lines in a book that are, that hit you and change you to your core. And I think it's going to be just, you know, as a species, we're, we're doing it, we're moving forward, but it's the, the blanket of I'm fine. It, it's a way of ending the conversation and a way of silently continuing to battle. Yeah. Silently continuing to battle. It's a, thank you for saying it that way. Let me ask you this. Um, I mean, there's not really interview, but I have a question just as you did your check-in. Um, how, where did Captain Encouragement come from? Like, where did that come from? Like, hmm. well, it how? was yeah, it was like a variation of things that brought about uh, Captain Encouragement. Um, thank you for that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I got I got bullied through school um, for being overweight and for various various reasons. Um, crooked teeth, a bunch of issues with like family um what kids kids will find things essentially that they know it's like oh that's a trigger let me poke that um and then and then i started to lash out hatefully and ragefully and then i started taking out other people and then i essentially became everything i hated uh which was it became a bully um and then i got sort of i found lifting which is a way of enforcing this power for me a way to get stronger and bigger and further this like I'm bigger and stronger than everyone. Therefore I have control. I have power. These are like the, the key words for my existence at that time. Um, and then I was like, you know, got into cage fighting. I was a football player. I had like a, at one point I had like a spike in my face and I wore a really thick dog chain just to let people know, like I'm dangerous and I want to hurt people. Um, like just like and on the inside, this little kid version of me, like my, my authentic self is like very compassionate and caring and so the further I pushed into this uh, hurt people emotionally, physically, whatever it was, the more it hurt me and the, the more it spun me out into this being. Um, and then and then shortly after, like I think, I think 20, I had a subarachnoid brain hemorrhage uh, that like changed everything. It shifted the course of my life. And I had I like woke up and they're like, oh, you can't do anything like any physical sports. You can't do any of this. And so I had to like rediscover who I was. And that, and after years of like discovery, I found like, Oh wait, I care about people. Like I, I'm, I love people. Um, I want to make the world a better place. And I'm like, wait, if this was my like truth, how did I get to that big giant angry guy over there? (laughs) And then when I tracked it and I found the, sequential it's like well it kind of started in school and like the 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 various micro lessons you learn from being around people you're around your parents you're around people you're around movies that create narratives for how your belief system is shaped and there's all yeah. these things that kind of shape you as a human being and i'm like wait, wait 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 so we're like handing off like for me i was like super into games into movies and there's a bunch of narratives in film and in books that teach you 
how to exist consciously or not. And I was like, well, what if there was a superhero Mm. who, who could counter cultural norms, cultural ideals for how to handle a violent situation and not just like pummel their way back because Mm. that might not in in real life, whenever you pummel someone back, you go to jail. Um, And so there's like this long list and I was like, you know what? I felt everything in my being when I thought of this idea, I felt everything just kind of line up and say, Mm. you're going to do this or you're going to die trying to Mm. do it. And I remember when that hit me, I was like, Oh, okay, let's do it. And then I just full force everything I could do. I went and got some, uh, some like old goggles (laughs) with my grandma. I found that like at this thrift store, I got these goggles I found a neoprene suit and I cut it in half. So I got the bottom half and I imagined like the, the cape and I went and talked to a bunch of people around town. I'm like, Hey, can you make a, can you guys make a superhero cape? <laughs> I'm like, all of them gave me wonderful looks. And they're like, uh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, and then I eventually found someone that would help me make it. And I made the suit and I just went out. I didn't think about it. I had no, no game plan whatsoever. I was just like, I'm going to get out there. And this is going to change the world. And it's like, how? I don't know. (laughs) And so, yeah, I just got out there and I tried different things. And and then uh, I was like, I got, I went to a parade and people responded to like, oh yeah, that's exciting. And then someone's like, hey, do you want to come check out this school? And my friend Amy, actually, she's like, go talk to this, this amazing man, Mark Dyken, who's a mentor now. He's like, hey, go talk to him and maybe get some pointers. And I walk in there. I have my suit in a laundry basket. And I walk up to him. I was like, I got this cool suit. got this cool program in my head. Um, school program, which I didn't. Um, didn't have a plan at all <laughs> whatsoever. And he's like, wow, that's a great idea. And he gets on his intercom. He's like, hey, can we get all the students to the, to the field? We're going to have an assembly. And then he pats me on the back and leaves. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, you know, I'm like, do I run away? <laughs> you know, oh, but I was like, no. And I, so I put the suit on and I walked out there and I just like, you know, from a distance, I heard captain, captain, and just sheer terror. Cause oh, I was like, man. I hadn't done this before. I'd never spoken in front of groups. Um, especially like a bunch of, like a bunch of kids. And I see this field. It's like kids sprawled across the, the stadium area in this field. And I walk to the base of the field and I'm like, I wing it. <laughs> I wing it to the extreme. <laughs> and I, you know, I start, I tried, I had some, like, I just kept trying things and kids, <laughs> you work with kids. So, you know, there is no filter. That's like, this would be polite. If I, if I say this, they let you know what works and what doesn't immediately. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And at the end of it, you know, some stuff worked, some stuff didn't. And I just kept, it just kept growing from there. And it was like, this would be a really cool comic book. So I, I dove in and I was like, this would be a really cool uh, musical. I went to a theater company and they were doing musicals and I was like, I, I watched it and someone was like, that would make a really great musical. Uh, and I was like, yeah, when do you guys, are you guys dark? Like actually, yeah, in the next two months we're going to be dark. And I was like, we'll take it. Oh 
and a friend and I, uh, two friends and I actually, um, we wrote a musical and performed it. And it was like one of our big first fundraisers. And what? I had the support of my like local Rotary Club in Twainheart. And they were like parents to me. And they helped me form a board, became a nonprofit. Um, we found like a mission and I learned, you know, how, how to, because I was like 23 when this started. So I'm, mm. and I, I had come from like this rageful nonsense to, crazy trying to find self-actualization and peace to like, I'm still a confused kid. And then they're like, they help whip me into shape with like, this is how we do this. This is how we do that. Um, and they guided me along the way. And I just, it, it honestly introduced me to like so many amazing things in my life. Um, the things that I dreamed of that I got to accomplish because of that, that vision for a better, longest answer ever to a question. Um, but, mm, but the, but it was because I wanted to change the narrative because if we're not changing the, in, like one of the inputs in the beginning, the outcome will never change. So I thought if mm. we, if we shift that golf swing in the beginning, as is like the analogy used with like success is you move at that micro inch in the beginning at the end of that path, it goes so far in a different direction. And mm. we just heard amazing story after amazing story of of kids lives that were changed and parents lives that were changed just because we were there mm. uh, and so yeah and it, it introduced me to my wife um wow and so now i'm you know married my two boys and the program through mm. that i got to work with my now wife candace and my boys ethan and aiden so that's amazing very long oh answer, man! But <laughs> no, that's not a long. That, that's that was a beautiful answer. That's actually that. That I'm glad. Thank you. I mean, I wish you. I mean, I imagine there's even more in that year journey because that's like 17 years ish, right? It's only seven because seven. when I met seven years, so I met yeah. my wife and her two boys, who are you know now my two boys. I got to become dad, and nice. That was seven years. Um. And I met like some of my best friends in the world, some of the oh. greatest people I've, I, yeah, through that, like that work, I got to meet incredible people. I met Parth, who introduced me to you. Yeah. So, so everything is like been this, like Parth is an amazing friend. All these other people, yeah. like these amazing friends in my life, were because I took that leap to just make the world a better place. And through it, it taught me a lot. And it was like I wanted to work on myself, but I think I was. I didn't know how, so I figured mm. out to do it for other people. And mm. through that, I got to learn all those lessons. So I was like, I, I cognitively know the lesson, you know, because of that work. Say, can you, do you know what you just said? Can you say that again? You, you just said something quite, quite, a, like, okay. You said a lot of amazing things. I, you said, well, this is what I heard. I didn't at the time know how to work on myself so i thought i would work on other people while i find like like that is so powerful to be able to in a space of like i'm i'm just trying to figure it out i'm trying to give and i mean, imagine when the movie gets made right you're going to see the kid at the at the thrift store with the goggles and the friggin uh 
uh, wetsuit that you cut in half, and you're like, <laughs> I've never worn a wetsuit. <laughs> like it's like, like all, like all the things of people like saying, no, I can't help you make a cape. What are you talking about? Who, no one makes capes, and and finding that first. Do, do you are you still in touch with the person who made the cape for you? The first cape. Oh yeah, that's uh, that was her name's Helen it's Helen oh. Sylvester, and yeah, I um, I went to her, and she was like, yeah, let's do that. Oh, <laughs> so, and she so made awesome. suit number two and suit number three like she oh, yeah that's awesome that see I, I didn't know this story and i'm glad other people get to hear about this story because no matter where you are in the journey you, you can you can change you can pivot you can to say i'm gonna yeah. stop right here I'm, okay okay i'm on the wrong road right now i'm gonna stop i'm gonna make an adjustment I don't may not even know where I'm going, but I know that I got to make an adjustment from where I am. And then the trajectory, excuse me, as you talk about the idea of like the trajectory from of a golf ball, right? Like a mm-hmm. like the the little bit of change like changes everything, right? The yep. one little micro change on that side, as it gets built up and built up and built up, it takes you into a whole new place. And I, I am so excited to hear and witness this story. Man, that's and it's and I and I I've talked with you a lot, and it's your journey as well because it's these these moments that that shifted us. Like you're yeah. going from teaching and the, the different things that you want to do. Like wait a second, or even before teaching, like I went to school to do a specific thing. Yeah, and then you're like this will this will do it, and then you're like, like well, I actually want to help out here. Like wait, and sign up <laughs> for this, oh, <laughs> and then you build this thing, and it was these micro changes that you're like nope your your intuition oh. is like we're going places we're going and we're, <laughs> and, we're, and, we're, and we're it's pulling you there right yeah yeah do me a favor um, stand by right quick stand by one second hey sorry about that i, I never had to ask for a hold a pause in the middle i'm ryan will have to edit that i won't show up in the show but i was like trying to find this one picture when you start talking about the character and you start talking about like uh, like just starting with something like I had this picture when I was a first year teacher and I had it on the wall somewhere, but I can't find it. Um, where it was like, I left engineering, like thinking I'm cool. I had like a piercing in my eye. I had like, you know, I had like shells in my locks. I had, I, I was like, that's so awesome. like the, the cool first year teacher. And then I have these kids in my class who were like, like I got pictures on my wall of my old life because I was still kind of in this like dance. Like, am I really leaving that engineering life behind where I could travel and see the world? Am I really coming to a life where I'm not gonna kind of earn what I think I want to earn? And um, mm-hmm. there's this book that I, it's not to find a picture. I found this book called The War of Art. Oh, okay. By Stephen Schoenfeld, by Stephen Pressfeld. Excuse me. The War of Art. The the, the tagline is break through the blocks. And win your inner creative battles. Mm. Break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles. Like the war of art inside of us. Like the the, the person you are now, the Mm -hmm. captain encouragement that came through you was already in you. Mm. It just needed to get broke through the whatever the battles that were in the way, right? Yeah. Like if you if you were a person who was like I asked this first person to help me make a cape and they were like heck what are you talking about if I was a person who was easily dissuade I would have just gone oh maybe this is really a dumb idea and you would have may have quit 
But you were like, okay, well, somebody else got to be able to help me. I don't know how many places you went, how many stops you made, how many days that that part of the story was. But imagine people who have gone after something, tried to do something, and then you're looking up and you're like, yeah, no, I'm not. We can't do that. No, we don't have the skills to do. We don't have the talent. Whoever the people are like blocking, they could easily be seen as like, oh, I'm not supposed to do it, as opposed to seen as mm-hmm. you got to find the right person to help you in this journey. Yep. You need a person now who's going to make the first one, who's going to make the second one, and the third one, and the fourth one, because that person is going to help the the trajectory later, right? Yeah. And who knows how many people give up before it's too late? We give well, give up too soon, but don't stay in there because they think that the messages that are saying, don't do it, don't do it. And I think yeah. sometimes the universe is pulling us to say, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? You know? Like, my, I, I just finished reading The Alchemist again. Where's the For the how many ever time, like maybe 15th time. And this time I read it, I mean, it's almost like a brand new book again. Yeah. It's like, if you haven't read The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, I encourage it, but I also, it's about you living your personal legend. Mm. Right? And he talked about it. Like, that calling that happened on you there, it may have been a call before 23. Maybe it was a call before 23 to do something different, but maybe you were bought into a a messaging that wasn't yet, like, you weren't ready to, like, buy into it. And so it kept calling. And good thing you were at a place in that moment where you were able to answer the call. You know, I mean, people like get stuck in a job that they hate and then they feel like, oh, well, I got to have now a family. I have this. Now I can't leave this because I have to keep the the wheels on the bus. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's like, well, you shouldn't be on a bus anyway. You're supposed to be over here doing this thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So don't worry about that part. Like, and I think sometimes people, people get they get held up by their some of the beliefs that happen, you know, in our own selves. Yeah. And I mean, you can, at this point in history, you can look anywhere and find someone that has a similar story to where you started and worse. Mm. And they, and find someone that found their way to success. And even if you, to some degree, copy that, like just even the structural components, I'm not like, it's like, wow, that person found a drink. I should find a drink. Um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like just structurally you can get there because there's someone that started with less and it's not, I think a lot of us, what we do is like, oh, they start with less. So I'm worthless. I can't do it. And I have all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's, it's really important to listen to your, to, to stop and pull the phone away and listen to what's happening inside and for me, even like initially, mm. it's like panic, 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 do, 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 this. Mm. What about this? What about that? And then as it trails off and then I'm like, oh, okay, mm. there you are. What's, what's mm. all this, this quiet, quiet, what's happening in this quietness? Cause that's usually the to do is kind of like, we're now kind of taught to some degree you're, you need to be busy. You need to be mm-hmm. successful. And for a lot of people, success is really a like this ethereal concept. So no one's really aiming at it. They just know that they're unfulfilled without it. Yeah. Um, so there's like success. <laughs> it's like, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's really, it's really hard on people because they're like, they like, I need to be, I need to, I, I, I need to, and I struggle with this regularly, so I'm not going to speak of it as I'm like so far beyond this. I still 
fight this every day, but this, this need to validate your existence. Um, like I need to validate my reason for why I exist on this planet. Um, and there's all these subcategories of as a, as a father, as a husband, as a, my job, as my, my work, my artistic endeavors. And, and like, that's why I've been very fortunate with my wife and boys. Like, they're, they know, like, I can be honest and I can be real. I'm like, I'm, this is a bad day. I'm having a bad day, guys. Like, I'm, I'm real cranky, especially right now. Like, I'm doing the, the bodybuilding training right now for that show in 10 days. I'm real cranky. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm really cranky. I'm, I'm real short on food right now. <laughs> and those don't mix with me. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of people are like, it's, just trying to validate something. And I think we're just bombarded every day with like, Oh, this is what a happy life is. Like, look at this like money thing that we have, or look at this, I built this nine figure company and blah, blah, blah. And it's just finding your true passion. I know, and these words have been spoken so many times, but I feel like mm. it was like within the last two or three years. And I think because of COVID it like yeah. hit me like a train. It was like, mm. it was like, you can know these words. That's cool. It's like, well, now I need you to actually understand them. <laughs> Be yeah. blessed, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I can, you can know it, but then you don't know it. Yeah. But you don't understand. Like, like yeah, like how how often do people huh, get into that place of knowing but have no idea why? Yeah, I'm mad. Well, why are you mad? Well, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, mm. I, I, I just know I'm mad, but I don't understand why I'm mad. And so, therefore you just just stay away you know like whatever the piece is like you sh- like this is what i know is true because because mm-hmm. if for our young men when i talked to some young men this morning earlier we talked about how we use anger and the idea that like uh the the the, the piece the clip we watched was about this idea of are you an eruptor or are you a stuffer mm. right are you an yeah. eruptor or are you a st- like we all deal with it in some way like we you're gonna be an eruptor and people, he said, I'm, he said, I laugh at the eruptors. I laugh. I make fun of you. I judge you. You know why? Because I'm not an eruptor. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm a stuffer. And so yeah. when I something goes on, I just stop and I look at it. And people will even ask me, how are you doing? Are you okay with this? I'm like, I'm fine. And just like that, sure, he says, and you will stuff it down. But all the while, you're ruminating and you're making the decision that you're, and you're saying, like when he, when he described that, I'm like, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I know that. I know that. Like I know it, and I know that I'm a stuffer too, right? Like I love yep. stuff the emotion down. But what he what he says, and what what doctors and scientists will tell you is that anger, repressed, stuffed, will harm you more than grief and anxiety because you think that it's not because you're not dealing with it that it's not going to bother you. Well. Yep. It will give you a heart attack. It will give you a stroke. It will cause you to like have in from the inside out to be imploding. Yeah. And people are seeing it and you don't even see it. People are like, why are you so whatever? And you're like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. What's wrong with you? Right? Because we can't even <laughs> see it flip. ourselves. <laughs> what's just, wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, what's happening with you? Is there something wrong with you? I'm fine, right? You just see it happen all the time, and you're like, I'm just telling you how I feel, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, you are, but it, uh, you're smiling, but that's not a smiling word. You know what I'm saying? 
So you yeah. are, you're telling me how you feel, but you're not being totally clear and honest. And so therefore you also have those kind of things that happen, right? With each of us. Yeah. And I'm glad that you talk to your, your family about it. Like, Hey, today, Ooh, today I'm having a day. And I think, man, I think late, later down the line, even if not right now, it totally will add value to the humanness of us. I'm human yeah. and I feel stuff and I'm having a, a feeling day. And therefore, yeah. I'm going to need a little bit of space, a little bit of time, a little bit of moments. And why adults feel like we should not be able to or should not ask for that, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's like um, the the words didn't happen. Uh, we continuously can like push this into like how we do things. It's we teach people that like this, if you do this, everything is judged out of the gate, especially now. Yeah. It's like, how can I capture this moment on film and monetize on your suffering or pain, which is mm. bonkers to me. But it's like someone has a moment like, oh, let me get that on film. Like someone is having a breakdown. Let me get that on film so I can post it. Like, oh, and then I can pick you apart in the messages. And it like it, it's this way of dehumanizing an entire, like an, as a species, we, mm. we are like, this is so like, oh, now I can ha ha ha. Look at you. You did this. You did that. And there's like a thousand ways in which you can feel less than. And mm. it's like there's, we're allowing that to uh, per perpetuate. I don't know. I can't make that word happen today. Yeah. Uh, perpetuate. Ah! Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like perpetuate. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's something that we just continue to do. And it's it like I see it with, you know, what like the videos that I'll see like posted and why, why are we rewarding this? And we are rewarding it because those are the most watched videos. Those are mm. the ones that people actually monetize off of because of someone else's suffering in one way or another. Like, that's mm. crazy. Like we're, we're, and then we're, so we're vilifying all these different things. And so people are afraid to even exist correctly as themselves. Mm. So it's like, I can't genuinely be myself because of feeling vulnerable just in general, emotionally. But then like, if I do, here's, possible outcomes like mm. i'm very fortunate that and i was very against it initially but i went i'm i see a therapist mm. i see a therapist and when it first was introduced to me as an option because of what i was dealing with uh because of captain and i have built up some idea like this is who i'm supposed to be yeah i can't i can't give in and then i get a therapist and i admit that i'm broken and even even with all the work I'd done, which I had known that was baloney in one way or another, but I was like, but I have to be the one to carry the torch. Mm. Um, it's like, I dubbed the dummy. Um, yeah, so yeah. so I was like, I was afraid, but I, I put it in some other way, like, I don't need to see this. I'm, I'm fine. And then I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, well, what if they find something's wrong with me? What if all these like emotions that I feel uh, or issues that I feel will mean that I'm broken and then it will just it'll crumble everything that I've worked for. And then I'm not, mm. and then I'm not worth it. Um, mm. And then I, you know, seeing a therapist in the beginning, I was, well, actually here's what's happening. And uh, you know, I was, I was very super, this is all you see. I'm like, everything is the best. Um, yeah, yeah. And then as, as I like went there more regularly and I started to actually get asked real questions and I started to actually, I had this mechanism that would that was right here and it would catch things because I'm like getting ready to tell a truth and then it was like, but that will make us look bad. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, I don't want to go there, all right. 
Yeah. Like, well, what about this? It's like, well, that's too much information. Uh, mm. you, you see, just now when I was messing up my peas, I was like, yeah. you, messed, you messed up a word. <laughs> How could you do that? Yeah. And so this thing would stop me. And then eventually I, was, I found like, I have to be fast. I have to say things quickly. Otherwise I'll have time to catch it and mm. then be like, I have to modify this. And this overbearing sense of things need to come out of my face perfectly or be shared perfectly. Otherwise I'm broken and blah, 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 blah. And so seeing a therapist and then I found out that, and I haven't shared this and it's still, it's still as difficult to say it. So I found out that I was diagnosed with manic depressive bipolar ADHD. Mm. And when I heard that, I was, I was like, well, I was like, that means like it sent, it shattered my reality for a, for a bit because I thought that just, destroyed everything that I've done is worthless. And for, for whatever reason, I went down that path. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was instead of seeing it for the beauty of what it is, which means that I can, I can take steps to actually dealing with it. And these are chemical things that I deal with. I was like, why do I have these high highs? And why do I have these shifts into low lows and moments can shift, shift how I feel. And, and I, and even, even saying it just now, I was afraid, but I was like, I better say it fast or it won't make its mm. way out. And it's like that fear of what if people know that you're broken? Mm. And what if people know that you have these issues? Are you still allowed to be? Are you still allowed to be like a leader? Are you still allowed to mm. like, well, why? You know, the, the one of the biggest fears for me is, you know, we work with students in all these different capacities. It's like, well, yeah. are you... Does that mean that it takes away your kind of card to help people because you're you're not perfect? Yeah. So are you allowed to tell me how I need to ex- how I can exist better? Yeah. And it's it's this like ongoing thing of like well, every, that's like the imperfection of yeah. of existence in all of us. And it's it was it's really been. I I did I recommended it before, but for other people. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh yeah, that's a wonderful thing. Like, hey, would you like to do that? Uh, I'm good. Um, But eventually, I got to it, and I listened, and I showed up, and going regularly, I I get to speak some of my truth, and I was like, wow. I had gone so far into, like, you know, some of the things I've told you, I say in my presentations and my speeches. Yeah. So I built these speeches where I got super raw and super deep and shared so much about my truth and my being and my pain. And I turned it into almost like a museum for people to see. Mm. And then I l- left it alone. I was like, well, here it's, I put it out there. I dealt with it. I've said it. Yeah. And then, so I was like afraid to even go back and deal with it. Like I, I mm. solidified these, these pains I went through. Yeah. And I, I was like, well, I've, I've dealt with them. Haven't I? And I found out, no, no, you haven't. Mm. And so I've had to go back and, you know, take, my pain off of display because that was part of, you know, people like, wow, you've been through so much pain and struggle and strife and all these other things. Yeah. And I took it back. I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to heal and deal with what's actually going on instead of saying, guess what? I went through our family. This happened to my family and these traumas and these suicides and these, all these things. Yeah. And, I don't know how I got on this tangent, but I'll, I'll keep going. Um, so, so it really, it just, it was just the, 
the realization that we are imperfect. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Yeah. And especially if you're a leader in this space, and I'm not, I guarantee a bunch of leaders are checking your stuff out because you're an incredible leader. And I love so much of the work that you do. And you do with such, such heart, man. Thank you. Brother. And it's like, you're allowed to be human. And even if you human a whole bunch, you're not yeah, broken. That's right. Yeah. And man, first of all, thank you. Thank you for that. I thank you. There's a couple of images came to my mind as you were talking. As we, you know, we've had a lot of creative conversations where we go and we started having these visions, right? But I, I had a vision when you started when you said something a minute ago where you said, like, when you talked about therapy at first, you said, "But, but I'm captain, right?" Mm -hmm. And I remember you, the way you said it and how you said it was like really powerful. And I was like, I, I wonder why don't other therapists? Why do not therapists? Why don't other superheroes go to therapy and i realize well if you are thinking about their movies mm -hmm. they have moments where they're talking about what they're feeling what they're going through right like you know like yeah. superman goes up to the freaking wherever he goes to and he like goes into little caves and then people talk to him like whether they're memories or whether they're whatever they are like mm -hmm. he consults with like he doesn't just keep it all in here right yeah like he's 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 super strong right he had he knows his kryptonite he knows what it looks like he he knows it's trying to stay away from it but he also knows that when he gets to that moment of like i don't know what to do anymore he goes and consults someone else yeah and i think we often have gotten to a place in our in society where we're like oh i'm an independent i did it all by myself i'm self-made man i don't need mm -hmm. nobody and how often do we end up finding that that is so just a beautiful story, but also not always accurate? Yeah. Right? And it's, and we've elevated that in society. Like that's the goal. You're yeah. independent of your family, of your friend, like you made it. And for that's whatever right. reason, that's the, I made it. And I wonder if I did, a, I wonder if I did go to a study. I'm, I'm actually, this is making me, making me very interesting. What if I go did a study of superheroes and find out how many times in a, if, if, let's say a movie example, I don't watch, I don't read too many comic books, but let's say a movie. Do, are they having a conversation about what to do? Mm. Like, where they're having a conversation where they're not like just by themselves, like, I am going to do a little. They go consult someone, they go to wise counsel, right? Like, I think about, mm. I don't, I, I'm not even gonna, people who love comic books and love superheroes are gonna be mad. I don't know all the names of these people, but you know, like Wolverine, when he's struggling, he goes to talk to the dude, right? He talks, talks to the, the old dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> And, the, and maybe he's not old, but he, he looks old, right? And he talks to that dude, and he says, I don't know, whatever I'm going to do, I don't know. And he gives him some counsel. He doesn't just yeah. go and operate by himself. He tries to, and he realizes sometimes he gets pulled back, right? Somebody, the yeah. Magneto or whoever it is, is like, I'm making up these names, right? He's like, <laughs> no, you're get right. back here. You're about, to make a, <laughs> you're about to make a mess. Come back over here. What are you doing, right? Because sometimes oh, yeah. he wants to operate in his own, and he has to realize I need to go to counsel. I need to hear from counsel. And sometimes those people are real people. Sometimes they're they're people who have come before us, who have who are giving us some inspiration and some words of wisdom. There's people who have spoken to us before that we weren't listening to then, and now they have mm -hmm. to repeat. They're repeating what they said, and you're like, oh, I remember my my grandmother, my grandfather, my uncle said that once before, and those messages get replayed in another voice, mm. in another body, because they're trying to say, I did tell you this before, but you weren't ready for it, and now let me help you be ready for it. Let me help you hear it now That'd before, be, you, yeah. before you throw it all away. That'd be a really great, you know, 
because I think everyone does need like a Professor X. Everyone needs their Professor X, their, their mentor kind of person. Even and, and sometimes there is like the hard side of you can choose the wrong mentor, and then sometimes you can look at people and be like the anti-mentor of like, so don't do X Y Z. That's right. Um, That's right. And I think I think too often we you know because even when Superman's talking to people. It's like it's after he's been obliterated when it's like, all right, well, I think I'll take some advice or like the vigilante who is like, I'm just going to go run in here, guns blazing, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes they win, which isn't a good lesson. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they just jump in and they're on their own. And we, we are like, oh, yeah, the, the cowboy vigilante, wild, wild west, who takes no prisoners and does blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that would be nice in some world where we didn't have emotions and there was no, like, they. if you only exist for an hour, I'm sure that's fine. Like, But we exist for longer than an hour. That's right. So more that's things right. accumulate than just a backstory vignette. And then the actual, like, oh, here's here's the movie. And then end credits. Like, our yeah. lives are longer than that. So more things compile. That's right. That's right. That. I, Oh man! So now you got me thinking about that, and I think that's what we talk about a lot in this work. But I mean, what would it look like to know that we had a place? When you said when you said that mechanism, when you also talked about that mechanism that like that 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 blocks us from being authentic, right? Like, mm-hmm. nope, that's gonna make us look stupid. That's, <laughs> nope, that's gonna make us. Look, that's gonna nope. That's like, and how often? And today in my workshop today, I was with those young men. Most of them didn't want to talk on the screen. I was like, well, send it to me in the chat, you know. And so some of them sent me a message in the chat, which was really great. And mm. most times they did not know how to uh, to say it, but they put it in the chat. It was just to me directly. So it was like some of them had words, they had feelings, they had thoughts, and they had no way of knowing how to navigate them. They had yeah. bottled them up so much. And I think the more that we can find ways of like giving younger people, I mean, all people need it, but hey, yeah. let's start with the ones who can... Who who are ready to listen to some 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 alternative ways of thinking? You know, like you know what? Yeah. Let's let's not keep it to yourself. Let's not bottle it up. Let's not stuff it. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we can do that, man, we we're gonna. You are you are changing the world. I'm excited about your book coming out. I'm excited. I've I've already. I don't know how many copies I bought, but I bought some, and I got you some did. stickers coming, and I got <laughs> Thank some. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm I'm in the fan club. You know what I mean? And I'm excited about the next project that we get to work on together. But I also think that maybe this idea of what 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 would it look like for that for that mechanism to like to we see the mechanism like what if we put in a visual on it mm. like hey hey i want to tell you that i'm feeling and with this mechanism it's just like it just <laughs> it like sucks back no yep. no 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 like you know it's like this voice out here this 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 invisible mm. force mechanism yeah. we call it the mechanism right <laughs> this invisible yep. force that is like a five second delay so as we have said it it's like oh no we can't say that and then we get a chance to change you like oh we pull that one back and then we're like yep. i guess i'll just say it's your fault yep yeah and and that mechanism like, always has friends with it and those mm-hmm. are the reasons the friends are like the mechanisms like bam and it's like I can't believe you're going to do that. What about this and this? By the way, this is going to happen. You're like, oh, yeah, you're right. That would have been stupid. <laughs> and that that happens enough times, that mechanism is not even going to have to work because you're going to be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm not sharing yeah. that. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yep, that's right. And then it gets to take it. Oh. And then one day you, you, let, you let it down. And I think young people know that they probably have let the guard down and they said something and they were like, 
oh, that's why I never tell anybody anything ever. Yeah. Because as soon as you tell somebody something, then they can do this to you. And then the mechanism yep. gets more strength, right? It gets more strength by the proof because life is complex and difficult and people don't always honor the truth. But I know that when I, when, when I, when in the, the mechanism gets woken back up, oh, see, I let, I mm. thought, you know, I'm like, like what, 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 we're, we're going to create something. I already have a feeling it's going to be, a, we're going to create something that's going to be absolutely superb because I can already feel it happening, man. Um, listen, how about this? You, you've mentioned a couple of the projects. Tell people, is there anything, last thing you want to say? Because I think we, we could talk forever. We have had longer talks than this, but I want to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for sharing your story, brother. I want to honor you for speaking your truth. And uh, I thank you for being willing to share your truth with the, with the folks out in the world. And, and to know that they're not alone. That you, and I want you to know you're not alone. And I want you to know that I'm, I'm always here. And so I appreciate you. And I hope that this is just another conversation in the mini that will uh, see you doing the thing that you're going to be doing the best at in the world. And me being able to do the thing that I feel like I'm put here to do. That's part of our work today. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Thank you Thank for you. having me, man. Well, how about you tell folks how they can follow you, find you if they want to like get one of those books pre-ordered or something, tell them where they can, you know, get information and we'll put all this in the show notes, but please let folks know how they can stay connected with the work you're doing. Absolutely. So we have, you can contact me via email uh, because I'm a millennial and I, didn't put up the site yet. Uh, <laughs> so happy hive sp at gmail.com. And then all of our social media handles are at happy hive sp. Um, and we had our program are rolling out this, this coming fall is circumstance versus potential. Um, and then the show that's in the works, but I can't tell you about it yet. Just know that it's happening. Um, and by the way, Ashanti, I want you on my show. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we'll, we'll make the episode about building this project it will be beautiful <laughs> all right all right i look forward to it cool um, well, man. i'd say that's it man i love my family uh my boys ethan naden and my wife candace and oh, man and i love you man i appreciate all that you're doing in the world and i know you do a lot of a lifting up of other people and and know that i'm always here to help in that capacity for you because you know you're you pour a lot out of your cup uh, so I appreciate all that you're doing mm. around the, around the world. So, man, I love you too, brother, and I appreciate you for being a part. Thank you for being a part of this ever forward journey. Like you are a part of our journey. Like there's no way of uh, of where we are today. There's so many pieces that I'm still continuing to learn and grow from from you. So thank you, and I hope this won't be the last. No, no, no. won't. We got well, this. folks, if you. <laughs> Look, we you got to meet Captain Encouragement today and you got to hear an encouraging message. If you think this conversation, if you know a young person who is trying to figure it out and like if you feel like they're on the wrong road, maybe they're not, but maybe they are. But share this episode with them. Maybe let uh, Nicholas's words inspire them to think deeper than the moment and take a step begin the trajectory of changing the, the long-term mission even if right now in this one step is a little off and we hope that you will go and make a mask maybe they will make a mask you can do that at millionmask.org and we look forward to you being a part of this movement thank you everybody Taking Off The Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie, 
Editing, videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. And I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast. As we hit this one-year anniversary, we hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask experience. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe, and share. And we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter. Take care. See you soon.